While having breakfast, did anyone take a moment to think about where it came from? And what about yesterday's breakfast, lunch and dinner too? Behind me, you can hear half a dozen year nines in the corridor of Mary Bennett House, taking it in turns to rehearse their speech for the public speaking competition and swapping feedback with their peers. But it's not just this class who are rehearsing today, it's everyone in year seven, eight and nine for the annual public speaking competition. Hello and welcome to the Serpent High podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Sebastian, and in today's episode, we'll be covering Austin's house win at the public speaking competition 2023. Later in the show, you'll be able to listen to the winning team's performance. But first, we have an interview with Head of English, Ms. Lee, to give us a bit of background on this annual competition that sees over 500 students compete each year. My topic is pineapple does not belong on pizza. My topic is carrot does not belong in cakes. My topic is puffy farms. My topic is the right to strike is important. My topic is about rules and screen time. My topic is about why we need more sleep. And my topic is perfectionism myth. My topic is inequality. My topic is cyberbullying. I'm here with Ms Lee, the head of English. Hello. Hello. So, can you tell us a little bit about the public speaking competition? The public speaking competition is a, a competition that is very long-standing and part of our tradition here at Serbton High School. Um, it's something that runs for Key Stage 3, and we take it through from genus in the classroom with an idea for research for each of the children, uh, all the way through to the final, which takes place um, to join with. Founders Day um, and it's a massive celebration of the ideas and the writing talents of all of our wonderful students here. So all of year seven take part, all of year eight, all of year nine. Year eight and year nine have done it for one year or they've done it two years before so each year they get better and better and more skilled at public speaking. Uh, are they given a set topic? No, we give them free reign. The students choose that which they are most interested and passionate about. Um, and we're very clear with them that it does have to be something that's driven by and chosen by them. So we have things which are more light-hearted, such as, you know, should ba bananas be banned, versus um, the more serious topics, such as um, the necessity for food banks in today's society. And although the year eights and the year nines uh, get better with time, and obviously they've got the more experience in the public speaking competition, the year sevens actually really hold their own beautifully, and uh, they represent themselves and the year group really, really well. And so there is definitely a strong sense of competition between the sevens, eights, and nines. And once they go through um, the first round, they're then put into groups where you have a chair person, the main speaker, and then the vote of thanks. And that has to be made up of a seven, an eight, and a nine all in together. So they represent their house, uh, they compete in front of uh, several hundred people, there's a guest judge who comes in and we compete. And what sorts of things do we look for when we, um, when we pick the winning team? The winning team has to be one that works together. We're just looking for that sense of collaboration and, and collegiality between them. So although someone in the, the, the role of speaker or vote of thanks might have quite a limited amount of creativity because there is a set um, pro forma of things that they must say, it's that ability for them to listen to one another, listen to the main speaker's uh, speech and their topic, comment on that, research around it, and make sure that they are also engaging the audience so it doesn't just become something quite robotic. Um, and when we're looking and making that judgment, and we only have seven or eight minutes to make that, that final call, which is really challenging because the, the quality really is that high, we are looking for those uh, teams who have performed consistently well across each 
um, area, whether they are main speaker or vote of thanks or indeed the, the, the chairperson. Um, and again, it's about choosing those who maybe spark off each other, uh, aren't afraid of doing a little bit of ad-libbing, that sort of thing will always, will always sell you in the end. Uh, final question from me. As you think back over the years and the different competitions you've been involved in, are there any particular speeches that make you smile or any sp speeches that um, stand out to you? Um, there are speeches that that make me smile, yes. There was one from uh, Maeve last year who was the first Year 7 uh, student winner for the main speaker. And I just think they're so proud of the way that she spoke. Last year as well, actually, one of our Year 9s who lost her way halfway through her speech and, and really wanted to give up. But actually, she, she proved exactly what public speaking is about, and it's about maintaining that, that in interest with the audience which she managed to do beautifully. I also really enjoyed and was very proud of all of the students who took part during the Covid years and had to record all of theirs on Shobi. They were brilliant so we, we don't ever let the public speaking competition um, not be a part of our fabric of society here. That's great, thank you very much. Thank you. In the next part of the show you'll hear from the winning team from Austin House made up of Megan, Sophia and Jasmine. We do hope you enjoy, and if you're a student listening in future years, maybe you should take some notes about why you think they won. Enjoy. Good morning, Madam Chair, Honourable Guest Speaker, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Austin's contribution to this year's public speaking competition. My name is Sophia, and I will be your chair for today. To my left is Jasmine, who will be speaking to us about why Brussels sprouts should be banned from Christmas dinner. This is a very engaging topic because I guarantee you would not have heard a speech like this one. Having heard Jasmine's speech, I am sure that you will all agree with her why Brussels sprouts should be banned and some of the facts in Jasmine's speech you will be surprised about. Sprouts. Did you know that 51% of people enjoy sprouts? Well, I'm here to change that. Remember last Christmas, after the delicious dinner, your family had sat down? Your grandparents, your parents, your aunts, your uncles had fallen asleep? And, well, let's just say, the smell of the room wasn't pleasant? Brussels sprouts are the culprits. In the 1845 modern cookery for private families, they quote, if cabbage is a devil's vegetable, then Brussels sprouts are Satan's second cousin twice removed. Not even the Victorians wanted these green, slimy, disgusting vegetables. Now, how would you feel if I told you that Brussels sprouts weren't even in any of the traditional Victorian Christmas dinners? They're criminals that need to be detained. Slimy, slithering serpents waiting to strike. Now back to the modern cookery for private families. They say, it seemed many people weren't sad to see them leave their cropland. Come on, not even their farmers want them, so why should we? 86% water. That must be a scam. Why buy Brussels sprouts when you can get water straight from the tap? There are so many more nutritious veg to balance the indulgence of Christmas dinner, so why choose them? Lethal. I know what you must be thinking. Brussels sprouts can't be lethal, or what is that girl going on about? Well, let me tell you a story. A story from BBC News at that. 
Brussels sprouts overdose hospitalised man at Christmas, report reveals. Or man 92 dies after choking on a Brussels sprout. They're signed assassins. They also contain sulfate, which many of you will know from other vegetables like broccoli or the supplements. But they have a dark side, which can lead to bowel problems, impaired motor coordination and decreased skeletal muscle strength. They can even kill you. Why are you still eating them? Do you even like fish or turtles or any animals? I know many fruit or veg come in packaging that is terrible for the environment, but Brussels sprouts are on a whole nother level. Not only do they come in packaging that is terrible for the environment, but when they are farmed, you have to take out the whole stalk, which increases carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. Now back to what I was saying about the gas. Did you know that methane makes up for 25% of the global warming challenges we face today? And yes, it's all the Brussels sprouts fault. Look, I'm not telling you to never eat Brussels sprouts ever again, but I am telling you to help the earth, increase nutrients in your body and avoid what isn't traditional. Christmas is a time for joy, so don't ruin it with Brussels sprouts. Thank you, Jasmine, for that very informative speech on Brussels sprouts. I would now like to call upon Megan to deliver the vote of thanks. Wow, thank you, Jasmine, for that extraordinary speech on the unseen dark side of Brussels sprouts and why we should not be eating them at Christmas. You've certainly convinced me. Before hearing your argument, I just assumed that Brussels sprouts were some harmless vegetable that appeared on my plate every Christmas. I'm sure we can now all agree that this isn't the case at all, because like Jasmine clearly stated, if cabbage is the devil's vegetable, then Brussels sprouts are Satan's second cousin twice removed. I was particularly enlightened by the fact that eating Brussels sprouts can lead to bowel problems, decreased skeletal muscle strength and impaired motor coordination. Can you seriously tell me that this and the BBC head- headlines, Brussels sprouts overdose, man hospitalised at Christmas, are some sort of crazy coincidence? It's time to face the facts. Brussels sprouts are silent assassins. So next Christmas, let's not let ourselves be another victim of their crimes. Now, I'd like to invite you to join me in congratulating Jasmine on her outstanding speech. Thank you, Megan. This brings to a conclusion Austin's contribution to this year's public speaking competition. Thank you for joining us. Our show today was produced in-house at Surbiton High School. If there's a topic you'd like covered on the show, you can email us at podcast at surbitonhigh.com. The Surbiton High School podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I've been your host, Anthony Sebastian. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. <laughs>